0: A lot, a little sauce. He honestly reminds me of a baby Dirk.
1: Baby Dirk? The ugly haircut stage right now. Duh.
2: I'm on the beat, so you know it's trouble time. I gotta eat, so I'm working double time. Yeah. I gotta work, baby. Work, 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 work. I gotta work, baby. Work, work, work. What? What? I gotta work, baby. I'm on the beat. So, you know, it's trouble time. I gotta eat. So, I'm working double time. Yeah, yeah. I gotta work. Yo, I got a question
0: for you. Yeah. Do you know there's an animal that jumps when it walks and sits when it stands?
1: Jumps when it walks and sits when it stands. It's just this, is this a fucking kangaroo job. <laughs> it
0: might be. No, no, no. But seriously, if you crossed a kangaroo and a sheep, what would you get?
1: I don't know, Hudson, tell me.
0: A woolly good jumper.
1: Okay, I got, I got <laughs> can we get on to the basketball shit? Can we, just, can we get on to the basketball shit? This is, yes, this we is, this is,
0: yes, we can.
1: We're trying to provide entertainment for the people. This is bullshit. <laughs> I'm sick of your kangaroo jokes. But it's funny because uh, the kangaroo jokes are going to be very... Irrelevant in the second. When I tell you my number one babysitting boy is okay.
0: babysitting. So the people really like the dumpster juice and the lunch pail squads. This week we're bringing a segment called babysitting, which is taking a look at the young talent. That's been the biggest story I find this year in the NBA. I'm so happy we have something to focus on besides, ooh, are the Warriors gonna go undefeated this year? Are the you know? Are the are the Bulls gonna win a game? Well, we don't have to actually focus on the, the best or the worst. We just focus on unbelievably strong talent that has came into the league this year. Some good development stories from last year's rookies, but the this year, it's like we are talking about the baby. It's crazy. It's crazy. The T. It's, it's, it's the NBA is back. Like I, I had a lot of people think last year were just like the NBA kind of it was kind of boring. It was it, like it was we knew who was gonna win. Um, the regular season didn't really matter everyone was tanking and this year you just have this infusion of really really good young guys so we're talking babysitting I mean, two of our favorite guys from each conference two from the west two from the east and then we're picking on one baby, babysitting rookie to put to
1: bed early because they've been drinking too much dumpster juice <laughs> bedtime for you bedtime <laughs> So you can't hey. play with the kids no more you suck <laughs>
0: Hey, so listen. Um, who who do you want to start West? Do you want to start East?
1: Uh, yeah, let's start with the East. Start with the East. Okay. Actually, let's start with the West. Let's get the West out of the way. Uh, I'm more happy about the East. I, I'm happy with the East. I'd start with the West first. Okay.
0: Okay. Who who do you got for the West? Because and we may we may be uh, we may not have four like two and two. We may have uh, crossed cross paths here. So,
1: who do you got from the West? Oh, uh, we oh we definitely do. Okay. There's not that many good rookies. There's good rookies, but there's not that many good That's rookies. That's true. Without, my, my favorite you. my favorite Western rookie is got to be my guy Kuzma. Yes, sir. Khabus yes, sir. was my, definitely definitely the best rookie in the West for me by by a long shot. And it happens to play for my favorite team, so uh, um, I just think he's great. I just think everything he brings to the floor, his energy, he he, he plays with dog in him. Um, he comes off the bench and he just like, you, He almost has that attitude. Like I should be starting every, like the second he enters the game, the game changes in our favor. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a great defender yet. Um, but he's so explosive on the offensive end. Like he can go on his own runs. He'll go on, he'll go for like seven, eight bucks straight by himself. Uh, um, he's just a good, he's just a flat out. He's just a playmaker mm-hmm. long can stroke. He's great. And, uh,
0: yeah, and you know what? Uh, can we bring? Can we? I just want to say this with Kuzma. There's been so much uh, talk about how summer league is just not legit, and I know you have to take it with so many grains of salt when you watch summer league because certain guys, certain rookies, they're so good during summer league. You're like, oh my gosh, this guy's this guy's gonna dominate the league, and then he gets and then he gets to the league and he's trash. But oh. Kuzma tore up summer league. And everyone's yeah. like, "Yeah, okay, but it's summer league." Well, you know what? Sometimes guys in summer league produce in the real league too, and that's just what this is showing. Like it, again, it's it's gonna it's kind of makes it interesting again. You watch summer league because hey, this guy could be good. This guy can't be good. I'm not sure what to make of it, but I just know that now when you see someone that's good in summer league, you can't write them off and just say, "Well, it's summer league. It's whatever," because he tore up summer league, and you're damn right, he's tearing up again this year. It's. It's insane, like they got, yeah, like 27th overall pick.
1: Like he and it barely, just looks easy. Barely made it in. It looks easy round. for him.
0: He barely got guaranteed money, and yeah, he's a scorer. Yeah, he's just a fly. He, he's
1: definitely, I think, in terms of like you know the steal of the draft, it's easily Kyle Kuzma. The fact that we're talking about NBA rookies for the first time on this show ever, and the first name to be said is Kyle Kuzma, and he was picked. 27th. Yeah, that just shows how much like of a steal he was. Yeah, he's already the first first name in the in the in the in the, in the baby sin and he was not even meant to be anything good. He's just kind of just a guy. Um, and he's definitely by far just putting it out there already. He's miles and miles and miles ahead. He's by far the best rookie on the Lakers for sure. Uh,
0: yeah, what's you there? The- no questions asked. Yeah, I'm with you there. Okay, so we're so we're in agreement. Kyle Kuzma is the Lakers savior from that draft, clearly.
1: That was your number one too. You
0: know what? That was my number two. <clears throat> Let's talk about my number one. Uh, okay. You had a you had a, a, a term there. You said Kuzma plays like a dog. And uh, okay. oh, my, number guy, one, my number one is I I think he is the just absolute pit bull. Of the young guns in the league, Donovan Mitchell is. Oh yeah, he looks like a
1: football too.
0: He's just like stocky. He's he's never backed down. He's like he, he, you know what we we were given so much praise to. Um, we got to pay our respects to Pat Bev. He's out for the season. Um, that's very sad news. But he kind of has a little bit of Pat Bev, but he's way more talented offensively. He's way more. He's got more bounce, and he he can shoot it. I mean, he's put it. He's hoisting him up for the Utah Jazz. But he also is putting up the numbers. I wish he was shooting a bit of a higher percentage, but he's a young guy. I think that'll come. But he just got so much confidence. Uh, he's been thrown into that starting role for them. And, and he just gets after on both ends. And I love his game. He's the other guy. He was drafted 13. I think if you redid the draft, which maybe we could, you know, I think we might do that down the road. We may look at, like, hey, let's redo the draft and see where guys fall. I think he for sure goes in your top five.
1: For sure purely just based on work ethic too. Like when he's on the basketball court, you, his impact is felt on both ends of the floor. Yeah. And you would have watched it if you would have just. Did you see that game in the, earlier this season when he was playing uh, the Lakers?
0: Yes. And yeah. he, he caught
1: a, tw- a ridiculous alley oop. Like it was, no, it was, a, it was a putback. It was off a missed shot. Yeah. He came out of nowhere, dunked it. Then he had that ridiculous spin move in the lane, finished that. Then he like. Blocked somebody on the defense. He just was everywhere. Like you could yeah. not miss him. He was yeah. literally just like so easy to watch on the basketball court. High, high, high high energy guy. That's the guy that you need on like a basketball, especially in today's NBA. You need that guy around Greek the Freak. You need that guy around you know uh, Przingis. It's those guys. Those are the guys that are the pieces that you put around people that are like okay, you're not worried about him on the court because he'll he'll he'll. He'll hold his own kind of thing. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, yeah, and you can tell like he's going to be a leader. Like just the way he plays, the way he communicates with his teammates. I love his game. So he's number one for me. Kuzma was my number two. I don't know who you had for number
1: two. But... Well, yeah. Let's talk about your boy getting your boy getting a lesson from Embiid though. Now, that was probably the funniest one of the funniest sequences I've seen in NBA basketball. Embiid goes up, swaps Donovan shot. Oh yes, Carpet yes. up, Then Donovan <laughs> comes up, bumps him. He flies over, gets a technical foul. That was, <sighs> that, was that was class. I was dying. Joel that was Embiid, so funny. Joel
0: Embiid is the gift that just keeps on giving. I know What's he's that? not a rookie, but we we, you know, he's the he literally.
1: Is are you gonna go guys, there? We gotta talk about a Joel Embiid.
0: Wow, we just got. I just got. You know, you brought him up. I just gotta say, he's
1: a bit of a. Bit of a size. He is an animal.
0: He, we don't deserve him. He's, we don't deserve him. And if there, if there was one, like I would give my ankles for Joel Embiid. You know, I, if, if is, I gotta walk around man. with busted up ankles for the rest of my life, for a Joel Embiid to have a successful career, I'm down.
1: His stat line against the Lakers. Are you joking me? What and the, the hell Clippers, that?
0: and the Clippers, and then what? he comes out and he says, "You know what? The reason I played so good in L.A. was from the nightlife." He said he was having such a good time out there that it just helped him play on the court.
1: And like in like so efficient too. Like in the Lakers, I think he played like, it was 30 minutes or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both games down, he, he. And, he took, and he took 20 shots. Yeah. And you're saying he's going to Euro step? <laughs> yeah. 7 what? foot 2 Eurostat? You. Mad That game I just was I just watched the highlights With my mouth open The whole time Just Are you kidding me? Especially when he did that Like that dream shake Oh my god It's like Are you kidding me? Who is this guy? Anyways Another day Another time for Joel Embiid So and here's, this to-
0: here's this quote Here's quote So I won't lie I decided to go out Have, have fun Just to be a little laid back and that kind of just gave me energy back. The next game against Clippers, I had more than 30 points. The following game, by more than 40. So I think it's just about having fun and making sure I control what I can. How do you not love a guy like that? That's kind of just it's, – it's kind of – it, he's so unconventional. He's like, yeah, I'm going to go all the way.
1: Yeah, I heard comparisons that like – and I would 100% agree. It's, he's kind of like Hakeem right game-wise with the nice footwork and that kind of stuff but he's got that fun personality like Shaq where he can say yeah I just went out this weekend and I had a great time and uh, (laughs) I think it's fun eating McDonald's put it on the show you know like he's just like fun and goofy and like just very much like Shaq was like so I'll go out there I dominate I'm the big I'm the the best I'm the biggest I'm you know what I mean he's just very much like um, and he's got a bit of like uh, Draymond. Like, he's basically like everything you like in any cool person in the NBA, all in one body. He's
0: like the uh, he's like the anti Dwight Howard.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Dwight Howard is. is a bit too like serious, like he loosen up, to buddy. Tries be serious,
0: tries to be a goof. just doesn't know what he
1: wants to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start the only thing that is it. that
0: it, hopefully Embiid doesn't get Dennis Rodman-itis, right? Where he just starts going on too much. And, you know.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, nah, nah. I so think that I think that he won't because. That that whole like you know franchise has this whole trust the process like yeah. you know mantra yeah. Yeah. and like there's just too much. I think Dennis Rodman's problem was that they were literally too much on top of the world. Like he actually felt like he, losing wasn't like they don't know what losing is. They're like yeah. um I can't lose. I can wear whatever I want and I got Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen. What are you guys gonna do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where yeah. Joel Embiid can't just wake up and be like we're the best. No, definitely not. Definitely not the best. Yeah, yeah very true. Okay, so
0: you, um, did you have anybody else from the West? It sounds like you did. It sounds like you were sleeping on my guy Donovan Mitchell.
1: No, no, no. I was creep. I've been creeping Mitchell man. Once I saw that game against the Lakers, I'm like, okay, who is this guy? Was- so I've been watching Mitchell, and ever since I started to watch him, he's been playing great. Love, like he's the kind of guy I would love to like you know coach. He's just a solid dude. Kuzma was more of my like. Thank God, you know. Thank God, the Lakers got some. Right?
0: We're gonna. Get, uh, I know we're gonna get to the other rookie late. Uh, the other Laker rookie later, but. Uh,
1: so yeah. I I basically wrote down two. I I I put down two rookies for each conference, and then I put down my wild card for each as well. And my wild okay. my top two were Kuzma and Mitchell, and then my wild card Lonzo Ball because he's doing enough things to obviously be in the conference. It's because we're we put him in a category with, like, the elite. He's getting a bit of that Andrew Wiggins type of, like, stigma now where because you hyped him up so much, his performances look like absolute dog. Like, there's just so much pressure on him that he can't just go out. But if you look at his numbers, like, minus, like, in his lack of ability to produce points due to his jumper that we all knew would never work. We all knew that. And we all knew that he would figure it out. We all, like, to me, we all knew that bit. But He's putting up triple doubles by accident with a shitty jump shot. You know what I mean? So he's yeah. not like, you can't, he can't not be in the conversation of like, if, how many rookies get drafted in a year? 60. And then, 60. You,
0: have your, and then you have your guys that get uh, that don't go undrafted and get signed, you know, on yeah, yeah. whatever. So maybe you're so you a what?
1: whatever. So you got 60 new names that are added to the NBA, and we're not going to talk about the one guy who's gotten tri- a triple double like four times. Obviously, he has to be in the conversation. You know what I mean? double like, yeah, he's, he's but... but it's just based on his what he's supposed to be doing. Um, and I have a lot of my issues with Lonzo Ball have little to do with his basketball skill, more to do with his demeanor. That's my. That's the reason why I'm just like I can't be putting him in any of these lists, any of these names. He's a wild card to me because he's got enough numbers that like he's worth being in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy's lackluster demeanor, which is obviously part of his personality, I'm okay with that, but like, I don't know how I feel about the whole you're a point guard, I don't know how I feel about a lackluster point guard, and I feel like he's not not learning as, like when I look at a guy like what I'm going to bring up in the next segment, in the Eastern Conference, I look at a guy like that who's learning so fast, is trying to just be a sponge, and then look at Lonzo Ball, I'm like, Where's the footage of like someone telling me he's working on that jump shot? You know what I mean? Where's yeah. the, where's the conversation of him being like, yeah, you know what? My jumper's not working right now. You know, I'm, we're trying to, it's a working process and I'm trying to find ways to tweak it and I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to do this. I don't see, there's no learning. I don't feel like there's any learning. Like that's, I feel like he literally clocks in, clocks out. I'm with
0: you. I'm with you. I also, I also don't like, I'm not saying he had to go into a, a scrum and start throwing haymakers. But, yeah, if you, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, but if but if your teammate gets into something, you don't just like the, the dude literally acted like he didn't know him. Like he just walked like a beeline straight to the bench. And it's like if my teammate is getting into a fight, I have to go and get involved by pulling my teammate back, by stepping in, play peacemaker, do something. And he just walked away. And then after the his his soundbite after the after the game is, well, ain't nobody fighting in the NBA anyways. Yeah, uh, I get it. I get you don't want to get a fine. You don't want to get, but you're not going to get a fine for pulling someone out of a fight. And you show interest in your teammates on the court in every aspect, especially if you're a leader. I just, I didn't like, I didn't, I didn't like seeing him just not show any interest in what was going on there. I think it was like Jordan Carson and somebody else were getting into a fight. And it's like, step up for your teammate, back him up, be whatever. Like, do I want to play with a guy that's not going to have my back?
1: Yeah, no. I think he's crumbling, man. No, I don't. No, I'm no, not. No. I'm not going. I'm not saying. I'm not saying he's a bust. I'm just saying I think he's mentally. Cause you remember what it felt like to have a like, like me and you when we played ball. You would remember. You remember what it felt like to have a bad game. You right? Yes. Like you remember what like the no, ball not I going in felt like. Well, I have footage of many bad games of yours. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like when when the ball's not going in, it is mentally exhausting. It is yeah. very frustrating. Like, and you just like, when I saw that play of him, like walking away to the bench, I didn't see someone who was like, not there for his, like, obviously like the image of it is that he's not there for his teammates. But what it looked like was the way he had his head down and just kind of walking to the bench. It was just like, I'm not enjoying this. Do you know what I mean? Like, he just was like, he just wasn't engaged. Like, it just looked like he just was not. And I, I can't tell. Obviously, he loves basketball. So to me, I'm going to take it as he is frustrated with his own play. And it's like, it's, 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 affecting his personality where he's not accepting it as like, it's, he's almost letting the, the, but I think like, like Wiggins, he'll, the bubble will burst, he'll crumble. And then like the law said, you know, it's got to get worse before it gets better. I think it's going to, he's going to get in like a really dark hole and then like, you know, coaches and stuff are going to, he's going to have to go through that whole, I like, I like what like Walton did, like kind of benching him and stuff. I think he's got to go through something like that. And then he's going to get spit out on the other side.
0: And yeah. I think he'll be fine. I just I want to know if they're gonna die on that hill. That his jumper's okay. Like, is he gonna die on that hill personally? Is he like, he's is his? It's not okay. okay. It's not. This it's really not. Oh, okay. i so like, he, he can't shoot a pull-up jumper. Like you, you, you think about his shot. Think about him coming off the screen, dribbling with his right, the ball in his right hand. How does he shoot a pull-up? Like he can't really shoot pull-ups. And to me, that's a problem. It it cuts it cuts out so many scoring opportunities. And what you can do out of a pick-and-roll set. I mean... And the other thing, too, it's a little bit concerning is a lot of the floaters, a lot of the finishers on the rim, those aren't finishing either. Like, you saw a guy like Rondo no, really develop into a great finisher around the hoop. He he made you guard him from the outside. And Lonzo is still so inconsistent from outside. But if he was making a lot of these floaters, all of these you know, teardrops, that kind of stuff, that would help. But he's just not... I don't feel he's aggressive. I feel like he just... Passes the ball all the time. And I get it. I love the ball movement. That culture is great for the team. But he was, he, in all honesty, he was my rookie to put to bed. He was my guy. I was sending, I was going to tell you, listen, we got to put this guy to bed. All the hype. It's not there. I get it. He's a young kid. He's, you know, barely, what is he, 21? Maybe 20? Like he's super young. But I'm just, just—I'm that, that jump shot, uh, his antics on the court. And it's not even like, He's not DeMarcus Cousins, but he's hes like, the, I would rather have him be more like Boogie or someone where he's just showing emotion or something because right now he's just sombering
1: he's through dead. the season. He's yeah. dead. Yeah. Oh, man, he is so, he literally looks like, like he looks like, you know, when you go to visit someone in the hospital and they're just laying there hopeless. <laughs> like he just looks dead. Like just nothing about his vibe is alive. Like I'm just like, dude. The whole, like, to be honest, let's just throw the whole Ball family under the bus right now. All of them. They oh, all yeah. just look dead to me. I'm, they I'm all right are you. So yep. dead right now. Like, yeah. some of their. The thing is, I I understand fame, I understand all these things, but just like they're just so dead. Like it's just like okay. even including
0: the Ball. Lost, <laughs> oh, hopping in here. Lost, hopping in here.
3: Let's give them a little, a little credit and a little benefit of the doubt here. They are so young. Credit.
0: Yeah. I'm a- they okay, he
1: knows. Oh, no, got out.
3: Out. <laughs> they're shaking it it they okay, so he's in a brand new setting. He's a rookie. That has to be overwhelming for anybody, let alone someone who's 21 years old. Like I think that this situation would a lot be a lot to navigate, no? And so it's kind of like, you know, I need to look around, take everything in, figure out exactly how I am supposed to act and react in all of these situations and kind of, you know, garner from what everybody's saying what's expected of me. It takes time to figure out exactly what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, how you're supposed to do it. I don't know. I think it's a tricky situation. It takes time to figure out.
1: But, okay. I, I love the fact that we got the law, the law speaking about this point because it's, because in her industry she knows this the most when you're a student of law and you transition from a student at law to a law firm the learning curve is steep the the it's literally like it's like being a rookie in in the law firm you you get you get handed garbage after garbage you get treated like but there's there's ones that use their voice and try to like be active in the conversation. There's ones that just shy away from it and just sit in the back and just read an article and don't ask for any more help and don't get to know people and don't go out for coffees and don't get to like learn the culture and don't get to my issue with Lonzo ball right now is he is not in the fabric. He's just there. He's dead. He's just there. It's like like he's sick, he's sick not. He's, he's literally just taking his piece of paper that's handed to him and reading it, being like, "Okay, sir, where do you want me to be? Right here." He's not like, "Oh, cool, I'm supposed to be here. Where are you supposed to be? Oh, cool. Why are you there? Oh, why is there all these banners in this building? Oh, why am I? Why am I supposed to be the franchise player? Why am I? Why am I getting criticized? Why is this jump shot shit? Like, he's not asking. I don't think he's asking himself the right questions. And that's my problem with him is he looks dead. He
0: looks yeah, dead. Yeah, he, he really, like I say, he looks somber. He's, he's thinking. The other thing is, we were throwing, as we're tossing the, the ball family, uh, under the bus <laughs> here. Um, like when it comes to a parent of a professional athlete, I really try to think. So I, I don't think there's a single parent in the history of sports that has garnered as much attention or as much media as Lonzo Ball or as LeVar Ball has and it's like the the greatest players across the board I don't know their parents at all like any sport Mm -hmm. any player I don't know like Kobe's parents I don't know like I couldn't point them out to you I couldn't point out Tom Brady's parents I couldn't point out any of these great 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 athletes he's great across the board like Tim Duncan's parents I don't know you know David Robinson's parents I don't know I think that I think that speaks for itself. I think there's a reason for that. It's like those parents understood the pressure on their children, and they didn't bring more or cause more or whatever. I, I it's like seriously, so many people. It's been said that LaVarball Ball is hurting Lonzo, but he's like you can see it. It's unraveling. It's happening right in front of us, and it's like all the on-court stuff that sucks. Like Lonzo in a game. I mean, we're we're always tied to the Laker games. We're watching them, you know, start to finish because. We're big Laker fans. There's a moment in one of the Laker games where Lonzo pulled up for a three, brick. Then running back on defense gets a steal, wide open, pulls up for another three, brick. It's like if those, if that doesn't like kill you on the court, it does. Obviously, we're talking about you have a shitty game, it kills you mentally. But then like off the court, if your dad's getting into a tweet war with Donald Trump, like how is that supposed to help you? How's like. And, and it, you just turn on whatever, ESPN, you can't escape it. Whether it's ESPN or if it's Fox, whatever, they're killing LaVar Ball. They're killing, it's like your dad's face is painted everywhere, just getting bombarded by every single talking head on screens. I just don't think it helps. That's all, yeah, they all... And, they're, and they're all,
1: the, all the, like, I agree, like all the conversations too, like you get in the interview, let's focus on his lack of production. I don't need every other reporter being like, so your brother stole some stuff in China today. I don't need him thinking about his brother. Steel. I need him thinking about his jump shot shit. That's what I need. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't need. I don't need people being like, "So your dad did not. Uh, the, your dad didn't say thank you to Donald Trump. How does that make you feel?"
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know. The Lakers suck, and he's our leader. You know what I mean? Like that's what I want him to be focused on. Like I need him to be focused on, and I think it's such a distraction and all these. In, like and obviously the reporters, it's entertainment. They want to obviously talk about what's the most relevant thing: Levar Ball and his brother and all that stuff. That's the most. That's very relevant. So he has to have interview questions with that stupid stuff. But with a guy who's struggling that this much in terms of just like what he could be and what he is, I just don't. I just don't think it's helping his cause at all. So I'm with you. I think it's just. I I would rather him just be more focused on. But with that being said, the only silver lining in all of this, and whew, have we just, I told you once I heard the name Ball, that was going to go off. This has been a healthy 10 (laughs) minutes of Ball ranting. But the only silver lining is I haven't seen Luke Walton lose his calm about him. Luke Luke Walton still seems very, yeah, he's a fantastic, like when I look at Luke Walton handle questions about Lonzo Ball and how he's just like, he's just not really that concerned about it all. Like, he's yeah. really, he's, it, which I'm, to me, it's so peaceful, because I'm like, okay, well, if Luke Wallen's not worried, why the fuck am I freaking out? You know what I mean? Like, I should just chill the shit out. I should just chill out and just trust his process of what he's going to do. Um, because I trust Luke. I trust Magic. I trust the LA brand. I yeah, just love... I
0: too. I yeah, I trust all those guys. Uh, Luke Wallen probably has, does he have the deepest voice in America?
1: The deepest? Yeah. Uh... Nah, there's got there's got to be someone else with a deeper voice. His shit's pretty deep. though. Vader. His shit's pretty deep. Yeah, I know. His shit's deep. He's shit's very. Just he sounds like like he sounds like a man. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like yeah. If he gave you an order, you were you are just just doing the order. There's no questions. There's no, uh, was that me, sir? No, you're just <laughs> you're doing it. Whatever he imagine.
0: says. You ever, you ever have that those more... Maybe you had like a really difficult game of practice and he was yelling. So like. You wake up in the morning after one of those one of those nights or whatever, and your voice is like deeper than it usually is. Like if you get if Luke Walton gets a cold, imagine that. It's like Luke oh, Walton with a cold. Okay. You for sure can't understand him.
1: Luke Luke Walton. If you, if basketball ends for him, he could definitely be like a drill sergeant or some. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Easy. I'm with it.
0: I'm with it. Okay, so let's hit the east. Let's hit the east here. Um, I think that I think we we got to start with number one for both of us. It, it, I I know you'll have Ben Simmons. At the top of your list. My guy, my kangaroo
1: Jack, my kangaroo <laughs> Jack, what's up? Representing all the way from Sydney, Australia. What up, my guy, Ben Simmons? You already know. Too nice with it. Oh, man, this boy is nasty. Again, the man doing up. it without a jump shot? That's what I'm saying. Doing it's it possible. A jump
0: shot.
1: It's possible. I didn't want to bring up his name because I so badly wanted to in the, in the ball rant to just be like, I've seen what a guy who can dominate without a jump shot looks like, and he's Mm. number one on my list. Mm. So I'm not even that concerned about your lack of ability to put the ball in the hole with your jumper. Like, there's other ways to impact the game, and you're just not, like, you're not exploiting them. And that's Mm. why Ben Simmons is just a perfect example. But I also feel like Ben Simmons is, like, he's... I really don't feel like it's fair for him to be in the rookie conversation. I genuinely feel like... This is when you are playing a high school team and there's clearly a guy who was 35 on the team, but he somehow is on a high school basketball team and you're like, why is he here? He's so much bigger than us and better than us. Like, it's not, I just feel like that whole year of just being in an NBA environment, being like getting your reps up, like he, imagine if Lonzo Ball just got to hang out with the Lakers for a year.
0: Yeah, And we
1: all shit out and then just next year got to be a rookie. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's there's
0: two things. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little bit back here. You talked about a guy that was 35 on a high school team. Um, did you hear the story about Manute Bull? Have you seen the news on this? His no. His, his uh, college his son? coach. No, his college coach. His son is going to be a beast, no doubt. Um, but his college coach, Manute Bull's college coach, says they lied about his age. And one day he they said he was like, whatever 20 something and he was for sure he, he was like he was for sure 35 when he was like a freshman in college um manute bull he said one day he was looking at him in practice and he was like why do you have all these scratches on your head and he was like they lost my birth certificate and so i used to take a rock and cut my the top of my head every five years to, to keep track of my age oh i didn't i feel like
3: that's- Maybe a better place to make the mark. Honestly. Honestly,
0: the man took scratching my head to a whole new level. He was just like, ah, five years? (laughs) Five years.
1: That's that's that's, that's the definition of African. (laughs) That is that is some that is some Africa stuff right there. Just simple, rough, low budget, you know, just (laughs) no passport. Yeah, every five years I I throw I draw a line through my skull. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah. I, I appreciate your fucking Martha Stewart attempt there, ball. Jesus Christ! Get for oh. get the, the embassy. How how many years are you? I don't know if you it check sticks, the back of my head. Empty lines. <laughs> oh <laughs> Barbara, Barbara's like, do you want me to push these lines back or or leave them there? That's, the, the, that's the score. That is my score. Awesome my year. calendar, he's
0: like, nah. It's happy birthday, Sturts taking rocks out, just cutting people's heads. Um, so the other thing I was going to say about Ben Simmons, though, is he, he knows he can't shoot. So he doesn't shoot. Like, it's, he's his game is so logical. I'm not a good shooter right now. Maybe one day I will be and then really look out. But right now I'm not, so I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do these hooks. I'm going to do these dunks. I'm going to do all this stuff to the rim.
1: And the, dunk, gonna, the dunking is outrageous. Oh, my a, God.
0: Out
1: of control. And, like, it's, do you ever you notice that he, his dunk style always looks like he's, he's going off his off foot or something?
0: Yeah, he, he's got crazy like it, it
1: always, Yeah, it always looks like he explodes, and then he, like, it kind of drifts over to, like, the left side or the right side, and it looks like it's, like, a bit untimed, but he just keeps going up. Like, I'm like, how is he still going up? Like, what the? And then he yeah. blasts it. It's, I got yeah. a question for you, though. Who's yeah. we, we keep hyping up Lonzo Ball's passing ability, but... Ben Simmons or Lonzo Ball, who's a better I, passer? I think he's a
0: better passer. He, I mean, it helps him that he's six ten, so you can see over everybody. He's got these long arms that just can just glide the ball anywhere <laughs> on the court that he wants. And Lonzo Ball telegraphs a lot of passes. To be honest, yeah, with you. yeah, yeah, he does. His, it his, his go-to up. is mm-hmm. a full court, uh, like o- over the defense, lo- like lob it over to Brook Lopez on a fast break. But I just I, Ben Simmons actually. Re- Read and reacts to plays very
1: very
0: well, and uh, mm. I'm I'm mm. going Ben Simmons
1: all day every day. That's why uh, too, because I was like you know I obviously went back watches I watched a couple of high like all the guys I picked I watched some of their high school stuff I watched some of their high school uh, you know college stuff, and like the amount of like well read and react plays Ben Simmons makes, it's just like it's a, it just it's just habit habitual too. It just does it mm-hmm. like and it's not like. And they're dirty passes, like things that you don't, you're like, wow. Like some, some low key, like Steve Nash type of old school, like ridiculous passing ability. And Lonzo's passes are just like, he just makes the smart pass. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. not very amazed by the passes he makes. I'm always just like, oh, he, good, he found the right guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I'd open up. That guy's wide open on the three. That's the right guy to give it to. Yeah. I'm not wowed by his passes. There's a couple that Lonzo will do every once in a while, and I'm like, whoo, styly. But like the same, same way I feel like, like um, Stephen Curry passes the ball to the right guy. all like, He's always just a right guy passer. So when you see him in a highlight making a nice pass, you're like, cool. He obviously just made the good read. But you don't see Steph like dancing on people and then just throwing some nasty ass like – like I think Ben has that like nash vibe of him where he, he goes in the lane, does something nasty, and then just like a guy you weren't even looking at in the screen, all of a sudden is wide open and he gets on the ball. You're like, how the hell do he see that shit?
0: Yeah, like Ben Simmons really breaks down, breaks down a defense, and and then finds a guy. He creates open opportunities for others. Whereas Lonzo just kind of like you said, he just moves it. He'll make the extra pass when someone else creates. And there's a very there's a big difference there for me where it's like Ben Simmons is actually making plays for others, whereas Lonzo is just kind of like helping the play for others. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, which is why it annoys me that Jason Kidd and him are, like, always in the – and Magic Johnson. Because I think these players, like, they made passes out of, like, causing havoc. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah. They would yeah. cause so much havoc and then find the right guy. And same with, like, LeBron's passing ability. He causes so much havoc that he ends up – and then he has the ability and, the like, the acumen to find the right guy, like, after he causes the havoc. That's why – that to me, that's what a good passer is. Not somebody – like, you wouldn't call me a good passer if I just fed you wide open threes all day. You know yeah. what I mean? If you're a few percent, i just passing you the ball. You, no one would be like, oh, Adnor's a fantastic passer. He, he rotates the ball from the top of the key to the left side of the key very well. That's just a normal basketball pass. I don't see that as being a great – you can't hit a jump shot. You're not yeah. creating a place for nobody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You don't, you're not putting pressure on the defense. You, you maybe it's going to – we're just sound like hypocrites. You make good passes, but you're not a good passer, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, two on, two on one, you made a good pass. Yeah. That doesn't deserve an award. Yeah. Like
0: Yeah. It's about breaking it out. Of defense. I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. Okay. Um, who's
1: so who's number two for you in the East? <sighs> no brainer. My boy Jason Tatum. Ooh. Probably the most impactful rookie in all to me in terms of like helping his team win. Yeah. And like learning, like being a sponge. Like mm-hmm. getting into the fabric of like 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 I want to see Lonzo do more of what Tatum's doing. Like he's in there, you know what I mean? He's in that culture. He's just learning from like Kyrie and like you see like in timeouts, he's just engaged. He's just he to me is like obviously Ben Simmons is the best, but in terms of impact, without mm-hmm. a doubt, yeah. Jason Tatum's impact on the game right now at being like he has so much responsibility as well. Like I feel like he's one of those people who like. You know, when you have a kid who's already, like, in a single-parent single, single parent household and, like, just just so much responsibility and still striving, he's that guy right now. He is everything impact. And they're winning games. Like, yeah. he's a huge reason why they're 16. They have a 16-game winning streak. Like, he's massive on both ends of the floor.
0: And shout out to a guy for stepping up. Like, Gordon Hayward goes down five minutes into the season. And it's like... I, you know, like, Brad, like some sort of some sort of way, Brad Stevens probably looked over at Jason Tatum and was like, you're up, like here we go, you know, lace him up, get ready for the get ready for a crazy ride because you got 82 games of big minutes, and and so you mean you look at a guy like Lonzo, Lonzo has so much opportunity, or I mean all these guys, a lot of these rookies do just because of how talented most of them are, but Tatum has just stepped up into like as the role. That they needed him so desperately, and you're right, 16 mm. years in a row. He, hey, I, I he wasn't he wasn't actually my number two, um, but I, I. I think I
1: know who your number two is, but I have to. I based my 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 back and forth between these two guys was impact. You may have to I wasn't I wasn't, thinking up, I wasn't thinking upside. I wasn't thinking like you know like no. what they've shown and what they could be. To me, Tatum was just a straight up just like this guy's playing. Unbelievable basketball. I liked it. I like um, it. Like um, I like it. So he's—he um, he was like, almost so, one.
0: He was my—he was my thing as Laker fans. As late, he was almost your number one. I can't believe that you said that because obviously Ben Simmons is, is the greatest ever uh, in this rookie class. At least. But um, so enough of that. <laughs> but he's also
1: 35 and a bit older. <laughs> I mean, like I don't know. We'll check his head.
0: We'll check his head for scratches. We'll see what he's at. Um
1: <laughs> but uh but well played, well played. Um, you know, at the top for now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um you know the, the the thing with um with with Tatum is as a Laker fan, I kinda look at the whole situation how the summer played out. We trade away D'Angelo and you know we open up the spot for a point guard. So what if what if we keep that number two pick and Obviously, the, you know, the, the Celtics and the, the Philly makes that swap. And Philly takes Markel. And we have the chance to take Tatum at two as opposed to Alonso. And so we keep D'Angelo and Tatum on our squad. It's been bugging me. Because it's like, you know, D'Angelo is nice. like is, Before he got injured, D'Angelo was hooping. And you were talking about him too in the... In the a couple weeks ago, and it's like, you know what, has actually got some game. I know we know the whole Snapchat thing, this, that, and the other, but part of me is a little bit jealous because Tatum can score. Like, he's just a natural scorer. He's got that kind of uh, Paul Pierce, Carmelo Anthony gene in him where he just gets buckets. And he's actually better defensively than I think a lot of people thought he would be. And and so for me, I'm a little bit kind of irked because here, I, again, I'm so happy, but like, imagine if we had uh, D'Angelo, Tatum, and Kuzma
1: Mm. Yeah, seems- imagine oh. D'Angelo, Tatum, Kuzma, Brandon Ingram, Brooke Lopez, and then oh. we got Paul George well, in the so, offseason.
0: So that's the thing, though, is we wouldn't have Brooke Lopez. Oh. We, we wouldn't have Brook Lopez because we wouldn't have traded away uh, D'Angelo for
1: him. But, or for like him. a big like him. Like, like we would be long. We'd be long. He'd be, he'd be, if you had Dad, Tatum, Ingram, yeah. loaded, yeah. Um, right. and you um, got Paul George in the offseason or something like that. Oh. Right. Damn.
0: So the thing is, they they did that to open up the cap space. They have to get rid of the Mozgov uh, contract because it was just uh, atrocious. So I know what they were doing there, and and they like I said, they took the chance on Lonzo, and it hasn't really panned out how obviously we want to. But that's me playing a little bit of devil's advocate. Um. So my guy, actually, uh, for number two, it's close. I, I again, the Tatum thing is, he's fantastic. He's
1: he's you know. is, it, is, it, is it is it baby Przingis. Is it baby Porzingis? I don't
0: call baby Porzingis because he's he's not as fluid. His emotions out there aren't as fluid, but it is it is the uh, the the bit. What's, what's the difference?
1: It? What's the What's the difference between a grown a grown person and a baby? Oh shit! I don't know. Where's this going? You just
0: tell me. You know what? Let's just tell me.
1: What What are you trying to say? I'm just saying you're. I'm, we're calling him baby Porzingis, and you're like, I don't get. It. He's not as fluid. Yeah, when when you're a baby, you're still learning, aren't you? You're still trying yeah. to develop fluidity. You're still yeah. trying to learn how to walk. That's why he's a baby Porzingis. <laughs> he's a little guy. He's still growing into it. But you see it. You see what you see. What's happening? He honestly
0: reminds me of a baby Dirk. Baby Dirk. Baby Dirk, right? because he, he's a little uh, bit he's a little bit more stiff. I'm like more, Dirk was I'm, stiff. I'm,
1: he's got morbid like he gets that he gets that he, whew, he gets that bitch off like clay as well. It's oh quick. Oh my
0: goodness. He is he's some stupid. Really he's some stupid and, and again we basically have really enjoyed throwing the Lonzo family under the bus, and I'll keep doing that so long as they keep shitting the bed. But a guy like Lowry marketing We got to give him the most credit for being in such a shitty place and actually hooping. Like, he's playing with Chris Dunn, who, you know, was basically a forgotten player from last year. He's playing with, like, Justin Holliday, who, again, these are not household names by any any
1: means playing for the Chicago Bulls yeah. let's start with that yeah. <laughs> and then now he's playing with Chris Dunn like let's <laughs> yeah. just build, build make it worse make it worse
0: yeah and so and he's he's like by far their best player like it's not it's, it's not close to me you know and um, I love his game man Hulk you know, he, he, gets, he can score he actually he's like more physically he bangs a little bit more than people thought he would he's in really 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 good shape and uh, I'm excited. It's one of the guys that got me excited, because when you when you get him with a point guard that can really play, they can really do that the the high screen and roll where they can he can pick or pop. I, I just. he has got
1: way. a nice. he has got a very very good pick and pop pick and pop game. Like if you watch some of his tape from Arizona stuff like that, like mm-hmm. he's incredible in pick and pop situations. Like, mm-hmm. I would almost say his pick, his pick and pop game is nicer than Porzingis right now. I agree. I, agree. I think talk. he's a,
0: yeah. I think he's a better shooter than Porzingis. Like, I, I mean, Porzingis is just all over the place. He just does so much more. His, he's more polished offensively. But Markin is just a spot-up shooter. He's one of those guys yeah. who you just don't want them to shoot. If you're a cheering the team, you're like, shit, that's going in every time.
1: He shoot, be shooting at that like like that length. I think he's. I think he might end up being more of a blend of like Porzingis and KD together,
2: Ooh,
1: like KD. that lengthy, like. He's not. He's, just, he's not as much of like. I just think like he. He even the way he kind of like dunks and stuff like that. He's very KD like. He, he uses his length to his advantage. He shoots with his like length to his advantage. Um, like I don't know if you noticed, but Porzingis' shot actually comes from very low.
0: Yeah, he's has like, pers- high release for like. Markkinen has a high release.
1: Yeah, marketing really abused. He's like, oh, I'm seven feet. You're not getting anywhere near this ball. Bro. This. Like it's yeah. way yeah. up here. Yeah. Like good. Best of luck to you. Like he. He uses his game like even his strides. He uses his strides like KD does. Like he, he, he plays very long like KD, which I like. Przingis plays a bit more stronger. Like he goes up in explosive motions. Like he's um, he he's, he doesn't like use. I feel like his length to the best of his advantage. But I mm-hmm. think I think Markkinen really like abuses length. Like even when he dunked on that cat, like he went up. They they both went up. It was like nah, I'm just I'm just longer than you. it just like my just space jammed it. Just all arms. He's long. He's so long, and I like that he uses it for his advantage.
2: Yeah,
1: um, I like his game. He's probably when you like watch a guy play, when he makes some of those like nice plays and stuff, you you can't stop. You can't even like you just he makes one of those plays and you go, oh, damn. He he looks like he looks like when Greek, Greek the freak was just like a young fuck and he just did a couple things and you're like, uh oh, what's that gonna turn into? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. he has. that. He has that feel about him where like, he doesn't move, and you're like, "Uh oh, where's this going? Well, what's 2020 look like?" You know what I
0: mean? You just, I watched a couple of his games, and he was just—he was so wet. I was like, "Who? What? Like, I don't know. He had the—he had the deep, deep water range for such a young, for such a young player. And he, just, like I say, he just does not look phased. Doesn't look scared. Just goes out there and and competes. So, um. Oh. So I mean that, that kinda of wraps up for me. Did you have any other guys
1: from the East that you wanted to give give uh, a nod to? No, nah, I wrote my I wrote my list very very concise, very clear. Um Marketing was my wild card from the east. So it was Simmons, Tatum, marketing was my wild card, Fantastic. and then the West was Kuzma. We're Mitchell, pretty much on the same Ubal. page. We're pretty much on the same page. I Did think you, it's, I think it's he, been very easy to follow. You could throw in De'Aaron Fox in the mix. He's done a little he's done a he's done a and um, if I have to pick honorable mentions, Darren Fox and Dennis Smith would make the conversation for me. They just don't like... They have moments. They don't have, like... They, have, they haven't shown, like, what they can be for a team consistently. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't know what they're going to... Like, it's a, they just show... guys moments.
0: like OG and Anubi.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's John a lot Joyce. of hype about this uh, John Collins guy. Yeah, John yeah. Collins is always yeah. the top five in any list and ranking that you look at. But in terms of, like... Like, he must be one of those, like, boring players. Or he just maybe plays with the Atlanta Hawks because he's made no highlight reels. He hasn't had a, like, you know, I don't know if he's got, like, a big game or... So for, those I, like, he really
0: for those people that are wondering, when we when we talk about boring players, we're talking about your Paul Millsaps of the week. Like, yeah. like, those type of guys where you're just like, oh, look, Paul Millsaps playing. Cool. Okay, I'm going to switch over to the, the the Cavs game now. Okay. Because it just, like... You can yeah. fall
1: asleep watching the dude play. He's good. And you know they're good. He's good. Like going to the gym. They're not like the guy that, like, you know, you're doing you're in the warm ups and you're playing against the team and you look over and you're like, on your scouting sheet, it's like number five is deadly at this and deadly at this. And you look at him and you go, Who him? <laughs> the guy with the plain white socks on? Are you kidding me? He's boring. Then the game starts and you're like, Oh shit, he's actually pretty good. Okay, fine. I will I will be him up. Um <laughs> yeah. just boring guys. Like no eye candy, like this your game is boring. You just do boring yeah. stuff. Yeah.
0: You're good. You're good. Respect your game, but, yeah. but it's boring. There's some, really good, there's some
1: really good guys that are just quiet, even keel. Like, just go in there. They do their – Zach Randolph. Just go in there. Do your job. Leave. It's boring. Yeah. Just Zach, now, Zach boring. Randolph now is, 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 is like a
0: he, – he is uh, a treat.
1: I feel like he's got some life because he's, he's with these young guys now. Like, I feel like he's not, like, playing that uh, – and I feel like his identity got a bit lost with the Grizzlies for a bit. Like he was a he was a main part of their fabric before, and then they just kind of took him out. He cooked like, the Lakers earlier oh, this week. He, he cooked them. Like he's a man.
0: Yeah, he was he he was just bully ball everybody down low.
1: No, one he, he was trying, he's showing old. who. who Randall how to make more money. He's like, oh, you <laughs> want to make more money? So <laughs> play like, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, so did you wanna did you wanna put um? Like, we put Lonzo to bed. Um, I feel like Markel.
1: I'm... Leave him alone. Leave the He's... injured boy alone. Does not even, don't bring his name here. Don't bring his name in here. You rude, man. You rude. Poor man's just trying to recover and shit on his own in his room, hanging out. Hasn't even played a dribble in the NBA yet. Leave him alone, bro. Leave him alone. He's not in this conversation. Let's pick on the dudes who are playing and we will play whack. All
0: right. Okay.
1: Let's leave him out. Let's him
0: out. Do you have a favorite moment from the week this, this week uh, from from the NBA in the last little while?
1: Um, yes. Yes, I do. A specific moment as well.
0: Okay. It might be the same as me. Right. The way you're getting hyped about it, but go, go, go ahead.
1: Oh, uh, I hope it's not the same. There's a lot of good moments, man. Like, honorable, NBA, mention, yeah. honorable mention, honorable mention. Kyrie in the mask. What's up, my guy? Keep dancing on dudes. I told y'all, keep looking out for Kyrie. He's going, he's, he's going to make MVP conversations. He's just starting it. He's just cooking just a little quietly right now. Uh, but my favorite moment of the week was obviously Kevin Durant. Russell Westbrook went oh, to face hockey. Yes. Face- getting in a hype, Kevin Dirac clapping in his face and shit. Oh I literally watched the, I literally was scrolling through Instagram and I saw that moment. I was like, they're just in each other's grail, forehead to forehead, your scars versus my scars. How old are you? Oh I
0: <laughs>
1: love it. I was like, yeah, yeah, Casey. And then after the game they both were just like, hey, balls ball, baby. Balls ball. I love that. Just like it's the game within the with game. That. Like I want them to hate each other on the basketball court, but I do want them to just be like kind of friends outside of it but like at the end of the day i don't really give a shit because if it's more entertaining that like they hate each other then i want them to hate each other uh, but they are just that i literally have to watch that moment on repeat on my like i just kept replaying it replaying it the way they both are getting just so like and i like when kd gets a bit more alpha like that I obviously like I obviously like when he's quietly killing it, like when he's just like killing cats quietly. But obviously, he was getting his ass he was getting his ass whacked. I love
0: I love I love the storyline that the the Warriors. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and just say the Warriors are not necessarily running running through the whole league this year. I don't think no, that's the, the case. I, I really don't. I mean. Everyone's re like they didn't they, they they didn't get the same influx of talent that all these other teams did and some of these other teams re and and I just the Warriors don't look as good this year as they have in years past I don't know what it is and and we used to talk about the Cavs and how they they had the switch to turn it on in the playoffs we may see that the Warriors like they, they feel a little bit complacent um and they, they just they've had a couple of really bad shooting nights like against the Celtics they just were missing Steph and Clay were just missing a ton of looks but hey. I'm all for it. I'm all for it because I don't. I, I, I don't like this whole thing where no one can beat the Warriors, and we might as well not even play the regular season and all this garbage. Like a game like that is perfect because I love seeing those two go head to head. I love seeing the Warriors lose by 20 to the like the struggling OKC Thunder. Like the Thunder do that and they go and they lose a game the next day. Like it. it, it yeah. I love that. I love that. There's there's a little bit more competitive. There's more
1: suspense to the NBA. It's yeah. not just like you know what's you know what you're gonna get you know what you're gonna there's so much more And, like the the they beat them in their own style, like transition trade paul george is just letting them fly like Mello Mello was letting them fly has a mellow jello fellow shout out side over <laughs> like literally it's just they were just beating them the way they I just think that the warriors. You know how, like, before they created this, like, own brand of basketball? Mm-hmm. And then they were just going through the league and they were like, oh, y'all don't know how to play at this pace, this speed, with this many shooters? Well, we'll teach y'all for three years. Mm-hmm. I feel like people know how to play that style now and they're ready for it. Like, that's why I think the, the Warriors don't have their will on teams anymore is because they're like, you know, the Houston Rockets are like, yeah, got you. I know your game. We're playing it too. Like, stop us. Yes. Or the, the, the Rockets, I mean. Like, stop the, the, the OKC playing shooters. that game. Yeah. 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 They're just like every team is built that way now. But the problem is, is that what I've noticed is that the Warriors haven't like developed like what do you got Draymond Green fucking guarding Joel Embiid? This is a problem. This yeah. is this is not going to sound well for you. You know what I mean? Like I feel like other teams have developed both sides of the equation, mm-hmm. where the Warriors are just like we're so good at this one thing, we'll just keep getting better at it. And now it's like it's slapping them in the face because you have Zaza Pachulia and Draymond Green starting, and other teams and, got no, fucking these baby people who are seven feet tall, stroking it and beating you up down low. Like, I and that. I think the Houston Rockets look like a better version of what the Warriors, cause they got that inside game a bit. Capella has a very good, like they have this very good lob game going. They have this very good, like, I think that the Warriors could use someone like a DeAndre Jordan and mix, like get him involved in the game or like a, like they need Like, or they need to just like, be like, okay, cool. How are we going to work JaVale McGee into the fabric of like the foundation of this and not oh, yeah. just like, who comes off the bench and just does things. Like, I think they really need to start. Because when Clay and Steph, as you see, obviously they don't miss often and they're never going to go that shit for, but their game is so now more dependent on, before they were finding other ways to get it done, but now I feel like Clay, it doesn't even go in the lane anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. The, uh, the thing is, even, even teams like, like Boston held them to, what was it was 87 points. It was like they held them to under 90. And uh, that was what was so interesting to me. It was not, they, that someone could impact. The, the, the pace of that game was so much slower. There were so fewer mm-hmm. possessions. They really slowed the game down. And I think that was what I was excited about too. Because I know you're talking about there's lots of teams. The Rockets are a perfect example. They sped it up. They, they have just as many weapons. They're going to try and outgun you. Whereas teams like Boston are going to try and change the pace and the flow of the game. and throw you, And make you play their game. A little bit, like just get it, make it real, make it really ugly, just kind of muck it up, and 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 try and take and you, you out of that, game that game. rhythm and that flow. And I I like I like that there's both of those,
1: um, which is what like I think Pop was doing tests. for years.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and you know we saw that in that first game before Kawhi got injured in in the third quarter there of the playoffs last year. But I just like that there's all these different like listen the league. It's like all other 29 teams sat down, and they're like, okay, let's brainstorm, let's figure out how is everyone going to... It was like, how are you going to beat the Warriors? How are you going to beat the Warriors? And they all kind of just came up with these different strategies, and some of them are working, and other teams are tinkering to make it better, make it it different so that they can also get in in the hunt. But I just like that, you know what, it's not just this breakaway... You know, why even bother, kind of league or, or season this year for the Warriors? I'm all for it. I love anytime the Warriors lose, I'm all for it. Uh, I was actually choked. I was watching the, the Philly uh, Warriors game last Saturday, and the Warriors are down 20 in, in the first quarter. The, the the 76ers put up 45 points in the first quarter. 45! And this is like they're putting Jay it up. Like, like, like JJ Redick is just bombing, and our boy Ben Simmons is just dicing out assist after assist. Shout out Kangaroo Jack. Carving up the Warriors. And and obviously the Warriors are just sick in the head and they came back and ended up winning that game like in, just in Warrior fashion now. They seem, to, they seem to just kind of turn it on in, in the second, third quarter, and all of a sudden it's a game. But I just, that's what I mean, I like seeing that because for two years we just saw oh, Warriors and 76ers, well, this one's going to be over in the first 10 minutes. And it wasn't, like, we actually now we're seeing like Joel Embiid is just being a man out there and just doing Joel Embiid things and it, it, I'm super excited for the league. So I'm with you. Uh, that was my moment too. Those two button heads. Uh, that was your moment. Uh oh, yeah. Yeah. We um, we gotta uh, stop could?
1: thinking alike, bro. But,
0: but I mean, bullshit. It, it, it's such a good moment. I'm I'm okay. It was so
1: hype. It was I'm so hype. Okay. It was okay so hype. It. And the yeah. fact that Russell got the to win too because yeah, last was year was unfair. Insane. Like. KD like, left them, and they had to play each other, and obviously the Warriors are going to wax his ass, because he had nobody.
0: <laughs> okay, that's okay. Um, this is but... my one thing. We I want to talk really quickly. People were so down on Russell Westbrook's teammates last year. They were so down on guys like DeMontis, uh, or Sabonis. Um, they were so down on, on Victor Oladipo. They were so down on Doug McDermott. Three guys that Looked like absolute shit. They were just dog shit on his team. Now we're at different, all different teams, all making. Wow, here we go. They're all producing, yeah. they're all playing great, the, the best basketball of their careers. I don't want to necessarily say that it's all Westbrook's fault because I think the identity of that team really was all focused on let's get wet, let's run everything through Russell Westbrook. But honestly, I, I think some of that does go to Westbrook as a player. Like, I just. Everyone was like, man, his teammates are shit. They're not even good basketball players. They hated on these guys. And I just think that a lot of them have been vindicated since then by the, you know, this early season. All those guys are producing at a high level for their new respective teams. And I'm just, I'm pumped for them. Listen, I'm, it's not so much maybe a knack on, on Russell Westbrook, but I just do want to say that those guys are good basketball players. Like, Victor Oladipo is hooping this year. He is hooping. He is showing. He's, he's,
1: I'm he's awesome. amazing. He's an amazing basketball player. I really, I really like, Victor's always been good, though. Even when he watched him in college, he just knew that he had something about him. But he you know was a mean?
0: ghost. He was a ghost of himself in, in OKC. And I don't know if that's on yeah, well, Donovan. You don't know if it's just on Westbrook. Maybe it's on those guys, too, because they just, they didn't integrate themselves, like you say into the fabric of the team. They, they didn't, some of that's on them, too. It can't all just be on Westbrook, whatever. But like those guys, it's not like Westbrook had the shittiest basketball players ever on his team. You know, and I think I think a lot of people were were kind of pointing the finger at those guys and like, well, Westbrook has to do it all. Well, he didn't. You know, he didn't have. He didn't
1: have to do it all. No, but they kind of needed him to do it all. Yeah.
0: So, anyways, okay, we got to do a hot topic here, Uh, law. You uh, you got anything for us?
3: Okay, so I take major issue with this. I understand that it may be more acceptable to you guys um i know that hudson likes a hothead in a game and like somebody who's always talking and chatting i like the quiet humble guy who goes out kills it and doesn't feel the need to shout about it so that's a little background as to why this story bothers me
0: okay we gotta preface this by. uh, let me just say um to, to expand on that point what she's saying she like she would prefer if there were no celebrations from any player. <laughs> she like like we would if it was if it was up to the law, there would be there would be no King James, you know, the push down pump and chest celebration. There would be no um, Jamal Murray three-point arrow celebration. That none of that would exist in this game. Nobody would express themselves. They would they would they would have some hype poster dunk for the win, whatever, and they would shake each other's hand and okay. head to the locker room. You make it and that sound like
3: it. I am like the leader of the USSR or something. It is not that extreme. It's like the over-the-top crazy. It's like, okay, I get it. You just dunked. But, you know, a few other guys have also done that ten times this time. So let's chill out a little bit. Anyways, here's the, here's the okay. thing. So a few hours ago, a little bit more than a few hours ago, the NBA announced that Dwight Howard was fined Mm. 35 grand Mm. for an obscene gesture in Cleveland. Mm. Okay, but here's the thing. Not a lot of the news outlets are saying what the obscene gesture was, who it was directed towards, but I found one that said he made the gesture toward Cleveland fans, and that's the part that really bugs me about this. Making it towards the fans—that's a little far.
1: So I'm gonna sorry. need I'm gonna need a bit a bit a bit a bit of okay. recap. What did he do? Uh,
0: so I actually I, I did see the highlight of this. Um, I haven't seen this. So so, so Weezy, uh, if you take your. Uh, make a peace sign no, with your fingers. That's what it was. Make a peace sign with your fingers, uh, and put them on yeah. both both sides of your mouth.
3: Let's not take this. And then either. stick your tongue out.
0: <laughs> that was your, that was our, uh-huh. uh, that was the man Dwight Howard uh, doing that. And, and again, there, it wasn't clear as to who he did it to. I, I did see the story, so it's, uh, I, this is a good topic to, to just discuss a little bit. But yeah, the man, the man literally did the like uh, whatever. What, I don't even know what you want to call it uh the going down on her going down on a female that. sign yeah the split legs and okay. stick a tongue in kind of deal so it, um yeah okay. I mean, listen okay. it doesn't take much for for laker fans on this podcast to uh, hop on a train that is going into uh, Dwight Howard is an idiot town but uh, hey we're here so let's uh l- let's let's hop on uh, Dwight Howard is is probably one of the dumbest guys in the league like just He's a cancer to his team.' He's, he's, they, uh, he's, he he's just a, get out He's him. just a virus. Like the dude the dude tries to be funny and is not. Um, uh, he's like that dude that I guess maybe just gets brought to the party and everybody hates him. like everybody goes away being like this party sucked because Dwight was here and it's like every NBA game, it's like or NBA team or anything that Dwight Howard is a part of, it sucks when Dwight Howard is there. Like the the Lakers, they sucked when Dwight was there. The Houston Rockets, they sucked when Dwight was there. The the everywhere he goes, the Atlanta Hawks, they sucked when Dwight was there. Like the let's 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 just call Dwight, you know what let's it, call it what it is. He's probably one of the like, one of the best or uh, one of the worst best players in the league. Like, he's got the physical tools, he's got all this stuff, he can do it, but he's so bad. He's so bad. He's still trying to do this back to the basket post up game, demanding 40 touches a game uh, every night kind of thing, Uh, crying to coaches about this, that, and the other thing, Uh, crying for fouls all the time. And he he just just tries to be a goofball. He's trying to be like Shaq, but we talked about it earlier. It's like Joel Embiid has found that perfect way to. He really doesn't care what people think, and he's just himself. And 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 Dwight Howard is a guy that like will say I don't care what anybody thinks, but actually cares more than anybody else what everyone thinks. And then does something
1: like this. He's he's definitely the guy who's like, I don't care how many likes I get on this photo, but like I would prefer 128 likes. You know what I mean? Like he's definitely he acts like he doesn't give a shit. Like uh, I just post this stuff uh, for my own uh, self, uh, you know, pleasure, and I don't care about what people watch. But what are people saying about me? Like he's very much like. He's a, he's a bit, he's a bit phony. But without all being said, like I'm just very confused as to every year the storyline behind Dwight Howard is. Is this year going to be the year where he gets his shit together? <laughs> yeah. Why does he think doing something like this is helping that narrative? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. like when, when, when I when, when my mom would whoop my ass. You damn well know the next four or five days after that, I am like probably the best kid to ever touch the face of this earth. You know what I mean? You're just an angel. You're, just, you're on probation. Like you've, 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 you have made a mistake. The whole storyline is, can I bounce back from this mistake in my mom's eyes? I have to prove myself for the next decade that I'm worthy of not getting another ass beating and that's how life goes. Why can't he seem to figure out that you suck according to your resume? You've been. The storyline behind you is you're a cancer. You're this. You're that. You, you, like you. Every team you go to, you're a problem. You complain to your coaches. You, dude, just listen and maybe don't do weird gestures like that that don't involve basketball.
0: Yeah. Like what the hell? and, And and you know what? Like, you look down the line. There's been so many good opportunities, like Orlando. Really good opportunity. The the one the one we're so biased because obviously we're Laker fans. And when he came, he was injured. He had a really bad back. You know what? I'll 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 give him the pass for that whole situation. But then he's healthy and he goes to Houston, and he's playing with one of the greatest players of this generation. One of the most unselfish, skilled, like a guy that was basically crafted for what type of player you could could complement your game. Like he gets in the lane and throws perfect law passes.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: You could probably do pretty well in a system like that, but he demands Definitely. all these stupid paint touches, and he wants he wants. Like I guess he wants to be like this old school back down bully ball player. Like he doesn't have the skill of a Zach Randolph in a back to basket kind of game. The it, the, the the Dwight Hook. It doesn't exist. Or so Joel
1: Embiid, well. even, who's fucking younger than him in a rookie. Right. He doesn't or have. Or or doesn't
0: have the, he doesn't have those skills. He really, it's, it's so weird, but like Clint Capella is the perfect, Dwight, watch Clint Capella and just do what he does. Set really good screens, yeah. roll really hard, rebound the shit out of the ball, and crush every lob that gets thrown your way. And, and you know what, do as well as you can from the free throw line. And it's like every year, it doesn't matter, and then it's like, well, he's Atlanta, he's home. You know, this is going to be the start. This is the change. It's like, well, he's home. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna... yeah, yeah. And then the narrative was, okay, he's in Charlotte. Whoa, he's playing with Kemba Walker, one of the greatest uh, slept-on guards in the league. And he's the nicest guy. And the guy. nicest, yeah, nicest like, teammate. So nice, like Nick Batum, such a good basketball player, so smart, so crafty. Like, he's going to get some... – he's, he's with Steve Alford, uh, you know, his former uh, – Steve Clifford is a former coach at the Magic who just knew how to tap into Dwight's p- greatest potential – all these stories where it's like, okay, this is going to be the year. And he'll have a couple games where you know, he's got 24 points and 18 rebounds. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, it's pretty good. Like, this is going to be the year. And then, you know, then he starts sticking his tongue between fake legs. and uh, yeah. it back to rugged. the rookie
3: conversation. As mm-hmm. a coach, obviously I understand that you need to have – players on your team that have the skills of whatever, but as a coach and an organization, wouldn't it be a concern having somebody on your team who's a vet and is this poor of an example for the rookies and for everyone on the team below him? Does yeah, that not have any impact on, like to me that just sounds like a terrible situation.
0: He's fool's gold. He's, he's fool's gold. It's like everybody, Everybody thinks they can. It's like that guy that that girls just think they can change. Like I'm gonna change. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna change. Hundred percent. He's, he's gonna. Hundred uh, percent. He's, he's that guy. Be, it'll be different. It'll be different. We're gonna do this. I, we we do this now, so it's different. It's like nah, girl. He's still the same old piece of shit. He always was. It's, yeah, it's like
1: he, he's literally yeah. I, I that's like a like great Dwight Howard is the example of like what every man feels when you've been single for too long. You're like, am I ever, is this ever going to happen for me? Like am I ever going to find somebody, why can't I get it right? Why can't I meet anybody? Why does nobody like me? Like he is the definition of just like the single guy who just can't get it right. No girl wants to be around him. No girl likes him. Anything he ever touches gets ruined. He's just like, but the thing is, is that he's one of those, like the, the one quote that I always is, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. This guy literally is, his game is so copied and pasted. I don't think he's ever conformed to a system, ever. He's never been like, let me just learn what you're doing. He got, he moved, moved from the, the, the Rockets, the guy who was next up, smaller than him, less athletic than him, just stepped into his role and just said, sure, coach, I'll do what you want. And they're the best team ever. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, how embarrassing is that?
0: And he's like, yeah, Clint Capella's nothing special. But he, but he plays that role so well. So well. like he So did, well that even in that, to in that Columbus trade, they wouldn't give up Clint Capella because they knew how valuable he was to the team. You don't have to be valuable to the team because you touch the ball 40 times. You can, like I say, set really good screens, roll hard to the rim, catch lobs and block shots and protect the paint, protect the rim, and rebound the shit of the ball. And that's what he's built for. Like, you're not, you're not a three-point shooter. Don't I stop. Like There was one summer where he's like, yeah, I've been working on my three-point shooting. It's like, okay. I was this one. I
1: was this one. I was this one. Yeah, it's like, oh, but why? Because we're not going to ask yep. you to do that.
0: Do I want you shooting a three-point shot? Or do I want Kemba and Jeremy Lamb and, you know, uh, Nick Batum shooting threes instead? I want you by the rim to get an offensive rebound and to put pressure on them to make sure that, that, that like, know your role. You know, you know your job, do your job. It's really simple. All your job. do your job. Dwight doesn't
1: get that. Simple as that. And as a big man, like, I think that, like, the NBA is harder for guards because as a guard, the skill sets are getting, like, harder and harder and quicker and faster and new dribble moves are coming out. And so, like, to be a guard and to stay relevant, it's really hard. You obviously, match it with your athleticism or whatever, yada, yada, yada. But as a big bro, just do what you did in high school, bro, here. You know what I mean? Like, mm. we don't, we're not asking you to do anything new. Be tall, get the fucking rebound, block shots, do everything you've been doing since you were fucking born on this earth. We're not asking you to, no one's saying get handles, no one's saying get a jump shot. Do the job you've been, the reason why you got chosen to the NBA is because you do something very well. Stop focusing on shit that you're not good at. Just do what you've been doing. Look Look at the body God gave you. You know what I mean? Like you're massive. Why the hell do you want to shoot threes? Yeah, like you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I it's always, so it's, it's always a grass and green on the other side. You know what I mean? If your if your girlfriend just wants you to text her good night every night, just fucking text her good night, bro. <laughs> if your coach wants you to guard, like grab rebounds, just grab yeah. rebounds. Is start
3: that a relationship podcast?
2: <laughs>
1: oh my <was> god. <laughs> this he stresses me out. He pisses me oh, off. Yeah. I don't, yeah. The thing is, with the NBA, he, people keep signing, up. why does he keep P- getting signed?
0: Like you know that whole the analogy with the girl. It's like he always finds some injured deer that's just like. Hey, you know, I'm going to save you. I'm going to I'm going to change you. Every team, right? Every team that signs him is like, this is the year. This is the Dwight year. And it's like, yeah, no, it's not. It's not.
3: Well, here's hoping that Dwight Howard is the human embodiment of
1: Everything gets worse before it gets better. Oh, everything gets worse. <laughs> ah, look at that. Look at that. I don't think it's getting is better. Low in here. I, feel like I don't is... think I don't think it's getting better with Dwight. I don't yeah. think it's getting better, with Dwight. Yeah. I think he's. I, but God, like... I love I, this is why I love the NBA though, and this is why the NBA is the best, like the best ran organization is we find people for dumbass moves like this. Oh, you think you're cool? Oh, you're gonna just you're just gonna air eat out some girl randomly to we don't even know who. Eat that thirty-five thousand dollars then. Like I, the NBA, like no, you're gonna do no, no. This is not. We don't pound your chest. You know, get big, get loud, get hype. Like, but we don't do that. L- the last point, um, you know, you, imagine being a coach and going to the locker room and you have all these rookies and you have this supposed to be vet, you know, dry humping things and making sexual gestures to random people, and then you get the the body the the organization before you get back to the locker room has fined him 35. What like for you as a coach that's just awesome. You don't even got to yell at them. You just go, hey, dumbass. There's your fine for your dumbass move. Any of you dumbass rookies thinking you want to be like him, you'll get a dumbass fine and you'll run all day long. Like it's so easy for feel like a coach to do his job when the league does their job. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's just like unacceptable. We don't do that here. Mm-hmm. We don't do that in the locker room. We don't do that in this league. We just don't do that. And a rookie sees the league come down on a guy like that. It kind of keeps the conversation just like, yeah, we don't do that. And he's not going to be here next year. So don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> That's good fun. Uh, we promise we won't, be, uh, we won't be on such a hiatus. We're super organized. And, uh, you know, moving forward will be good. And not, the people can hear Anwar, which is what they always wanted. So
1: this is, this is good. This is good. Turn me up in the headphones.
0: We've got an interview drop later in the week with Sean Lathan as well. Uh, from the University of Regina Cougars, that's a really neat story. Hearing hearing uh, his journey from San Diego all the way to Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. Uh, some pretty some pretty intense stuff for sure. Um, another another big impact guy in in, in U Sport basketball. So that's really cool. I'm excited. We're excited about that. And uh, I think I think we'll be yeah, like I say the the NBA the NBA show on the Elmond podcast. We'll keep on keep on going as long as the NBA keeps giving us such great stuff, right?
1: That's right. Shout-out to my boy, uh, Andrew Rowan. Rowan said, I, I dare oh. you to rip on the ball. So I hope you uh, <laughs> I, I hope you enjoy this <laughs> next 30 minutes. <laughs> Shout-out to Andrew Rowan.
0: <laughs> um, you yeah, have these moments that – I mean, I know him. I know him especially through you. But I'm in sync. Shout-out to uh, Magic Hands Mark, the barber. Uh, always cutting everybody up real, real nice in Winnipeg um, I'm sitting in this chair and it was like across the way Andrew was getting a, a cut um, from, from Famous and I look over and I mean we know each other I'm not going to say anything I'm not going to shout across hey Andrew how's it going just gave him the, the classic oh it's such a it's such a classic move just the, the head nod and, the head
1: nod the head nod the OG head nod the, head the nod. acknowledgement
0: just a quick head nod he looks over gave me the head nod back and it's like you ain't got to say shit. You just know. Good seeing you. Good looking out. Everyone's getting nice and tapered up for the weekend. Uh, the other shout out we got to make is to our boy, Anthony Coombs. Um, we wish him the best of luck uh, in the Great Cup. This will release after that game. Big
1: man doing big man things. So uh, Actually, technically he's technically a little man, but he's a big man because he does big things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anthony Coombs Coombs my my guy I love you bro yeah we we
0: all the best win or lose uh, you're you're number one fam so let's uh, let's wish him the best
1: win or lose uh, Toronto still has Drake so fuck you (laughs) (laughs)
0: win or or lose you're still behind Uh, the Raptors Toronto FC and the Maple Leafs and the Blue Jays but hey you know
1: 666 all day fucking me you know what I mean (laughs) Uh,
0: talk to you guys later
1: Right, good you. Peace out, I'm out. Maybe I'm hopeless.
2: Maybe I see more than what's there. Show me how to stop this. I can't pretend I don't care. I'm treading water. It feels good, I feel alive, I tell my friends, oh yeah Baby, I'm addicted, addicted to this feeling Baby, I'm addicted, addicted to this feeling it feels good, I feel alive, I tell my friends, oh yeah Baby, I'm addicted